Broadcasting from the past, and this time through a time machine, twice. This is the Slow Death in the Afternoon podcast. future listeners, major portions of what you're about to hear harken all the way back to 2008 and 2009 before I had even tried absinthe. Some of it was recorded outside as you'll be hearing bird chirping. But as you'll hear, I've been obsessed with finding absinthe as far as back as my college days, and that was in the 80s. Dan was the same way, but he found it way before I did. Hi there, this is Jerry and with me is Dan. Welcome to another edition of Slow Death in the Afternoon podcast. This one's going to be a rather weird one because um, I ordered a a TARDIS from the BBC and I didn't expect a real one and and it's a real one and it works. What? So uh, Dan and I are, let's say, hey Dan, let's let's climb into this thing and see what what happens. Well, we might as well since we're here. (laughs) All right, let's go. Wow. Look, that's us down there. And this is an interesting part of our history because this is before you were married again and before I had moved to Chicago. And right now at that very time, you see, we're discussing the germ of the idea for this podcast. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, seriously, how much fun would it be to get all of us in a room together at one time? Especially if we didn't have anything to do the next day. Oh, good Lord. Oh, for God's sake! There'd be yeah, we'd, we'd bust out some some beer and some wine and some absinthe and some Jack Daniels and just. I've just, always wanted to try absinthe. Dude, you can now. It's legal. You can go to any go to a Bevmo. Is it the same it, as it used to be though, or did they yeah, have to, like, take see, something away from every, it? Everybody is saying that it's not the same same absinthe. Trust me, I have been on this ba- absinthe bandwagon for oh, the no. like. I know. Forever. And like trying to, you know, get it legalized and all that. And, and you were I was so excited. You were personally responsible for making it legal, weren't you? You know what? Uh, I would love to take credit for that. Uh, in in oh, fact, it was on, kind why? of. Come on, why? Come on. The funny part was, you know, in, in uh, the, one of the things I like to, uh, when I was really, really focused on it and uh, my, my partners, I'm still 10% in the company, but it just hasn't gone anywhere. and. Mm-hmm. Now that everybody's importing it, I doubt if it will. But uh, during that time, uh, the, it was funny. The church I was going to, the the pastor was was teasing me because he's he's been a friend of mine for like twenty five years. I've yeah. known him just forever, and he was talking about. He goes, "Oh, great, pal." He goes, "You know, in the Book of Revelation, uh, one of the signs of the apocalypse is this uh, this star that falls from heaven called Wormwood." And it's like, and I'm going. Oh, great! I'm ushering in the apocalypse. I'm damned to hell. Give me, give me a hand basket built for well, at least two. So, but it was it was very funny. And uh, but you should really try it. You know what? It's not that big of a deal. It's like, it, it. You know what? Here's what you need to do. If you can't find absinthe in your town, go get a bottle of Pernod, uh-huh. and try that. One part alcohol, three parts water, and you'll get pretty much a similar taste for the beverage it's it's a clean easy to drink deal it's like you just want to sit out in the backyard smoke a cigar and sip this stuff all night long you know the the reason i started searching for it um my my old friend gary and i we were really into hemingway in in college Mm -hmm. and and um i had in, in my dad's books i ran across this really old like 1930s 1940s guide to mixology oh right we're, right 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 we're going through it and there there was a cocktail in it called slow death in the afternoon cocktail created, yes created by uh, ernest hemingway and it yes. was and it was uh, absinthe and champagne yes and so we went all over town looking for absinthe because we wanted to try it and right. everybody's like you can't get it anyway so it's, it's been illegal for 50 years we're like what it's yeah, it's been, it's been illegal for a hundred years. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
Anyway. So, you know, well, so, that's what so we should do. I think we should. I've been looking for it. Well, you know what, my friend? Your search is over. Go to BevMo or any other, if there's a high-end liquor store in your town. Uh-huh. I mean, you can go, you can get it. And let me tell you this right now. The absinthe you want to get is called Kubler. K-U-B-L-E-R. Okay. Do not settle for anything less than Kubler. Okay. Because right now that is the number one absinthe out there that is the closest thing uh, to the original stuff from back in the day. Okay. I'll so there you go. That's some champagne, and uh, I'll finally have my slow death in the afternoon. Yeah, now that sounds like fun. I have personally never had that drink, so that would actually be a fun one to uh, to try. What we ought to do is we ought to make it at the same time and then call and do a do a beefalo while we're drinking it and see what happens. <laughs> we could, you know, what we could do? We could do the absinthe uh, show. The with, absinthe uh, show. That would be uh, cool. We'll just, you know, we'll call it uh, absinthe minded. Yeah, there you go. So I think that that could work. I, I like that a lot. Okay, I'm in. All right, me too. All right. I'll, well, I'll, I'll put it on my grocery list right now. Yeah, there you go. I think you'll find it in your grocer's uh, freezer section. <laughs> okay, under slow death. <laughs> slow death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever wonder, like, those crazy people that you run into, like, whether they're really crazy or whether they just go out and act crazy in public and then they go home and have a normal life? Well, you, you got to think about it, though. I mean, does that make them less crazy? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I just think, I just think it, it, they just uh, put their craziness out there more. Like, perfect example, uh, when I was working at a cigar shop in Costa Mesa, we had this guy who would come by every single day. It was like, you know, if we're talking about uh, collecting or compulsions or OCD uh-huh. or whatever, but this guy would come by every single day at exactly the same time, but he was wearing a different outfit. And now by outfit, I don't mean he had a different pair of pants and shirt on. I'm talking a different outfit. Like he was, he'd come in one time wearing a Batman cape that he made. <laughs> And like a Batman outfit, like the pants and the shirt, and it had the big bat thing on it and the gloves. Then the next day he would come in and he'd be wearing like a full-blown like Titanic's captain's outfit with medals and all this stuff. But here's the, here's the kicker. The guy was completely sane. <laughs> and and he would go in a relative would, speaking way. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, I guess it is all relative. But he was completely sane and we would have rational conversations and I would ask him uh, it was like about the fourth time when he came in and he was wearing uh, a leather suit jacket with leather pants and a white frilly button-down shirt with like a a bolero tie kind of thing. Uh-huh. And he had a cowboy hat but he had modified the hat to have two brims. Now, you'd ha- I'd have to draw it for you to see it. And so, so it sounds like a duck bill. <laughs> exactly. It was like a duck bill. And so I'm sitting there talking to him, and I'm looking at his hat, and I'm trying, you know, I'm trying not to stare. I'm looking at his hat, and I'm trying to look him in the eye, but I keep, my eyes keep moving up to the hat. And I, and I, go, I go, dude, I've got to ask you, what the hell's up with your hat? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, this is my invention. And I go, <laughs> in my head, I'm going, okay, I'll bite this one. This will bite <laughs> I go, really? And he goes, yeah, I created this hat. I took two completely brand new hats and cut the bill off the second hat and attached it to the bottom of the first. And I go, that's really great. So you spent probably about $250 to ruin one complete hat. And he goes, no. He goes, what it does is it allows better airflow inside my hat. And he said it just like that, and he kind of cocked his head and looked at me like, like he was letting me on some big secret. And I looked at him, and I go, I cocked my head a little bit, and I go, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he spent the next half hour trying to go over, like, the whole, you know, the, the whole uh, breakdown of the physics of the hat. And it's like I'm just sitting there staring at this guy who looks like a cross between David Byrne and Bono and, uh, you know, Clinton Black. And I'm going, what the hell is it? And so he finally got tired of explaining that, and he took off. And then the next day he comes in looking like Spider-Man. So I figured, okay, 
you know, a game over. I can't, I can't hang with this guy. So I just kind of had to, you know, just uh, treat him as a customer, sell him a cigar, and engage conversation. You know, crazy people are fun, but the problem is you don't know if you need to be frightened of them. Yes, and that's exactly. what keeps you from enjoying them so much. <laughs> You know, I guess it would be kind of like having a uh, having a cheetah as a pet. Exactly. It's like, you know, how cool would that be to see that thing go from zero to 60 miles an hour running down your street? Yeah, until it but attacks your neighbor's kid. Until it attacks you. Now, perfect story. Now, the publishing company I used to work for, right? Mm-hmm. The logo for the company, it's been long since bought out and all that, so I don't have a problem talking about it, was called McMullen Publishing, mm-hmm. the place with the Volkswagen magazine I used to work yeah. for. Tom McMullen was kind of a nut, okay? He, the, the company mascot, the logo was a cougar, mm-hmm. okay? And, I, and I'm not talking like an over-40s woman looking for younger men. I'm, I'm talking about an actual, actual cat. <laughs> not, not Johnny either. <laughs> not, I don't know exactly. <laughs> and well, what happened was, so Tom decided that he was going to get these, uh, these cougars, right? And he had a... Um, a building that he would do the publishing out of, and it was a smaller building, and uh, he would let the cougars live in the building. Now, oh, my God. Of, oh, yeah, and this is true story. Now, the receptionist, her name was Joan, would be the first one in the building in the morning. And so apparently what happened one night, Tom, in his infinite wisdom, forgot to lock the cougars up in one of the back offices. So... Joan comes in in the morning and opens the door and walks in, and it's this really long hallway. Like, the hallway is the actual length of the building, okay? She opens the door, looks down the hall, and here comes this cougar bounding down the hallway straight for her at about 20 miles an hour. And, like, leaping, and like it looks like, and it actually knocks her down and stands on top of her. And... So she filed a complaint, and Tom had to get the cougars out of the building. Oh, so, God, I thought you were going to say she got, bit her head off or something. Oh, no, no. The cougars, see, that's what's so funny. The cougars were so domes- domesticated that they thought that, they, that she was just here to play. Yeah, they're big so, cats, basically. Dude, these were like full-size cougars. I mean, like, you know, like Discovery Channel-size cougar. And there were pictures in the hallway of the cougars at Tom's house, like, you know, jumping off a diving board into his pool and laying on a rock by his pool and yeah the guy was just a he was he was a nutcase so yeah so crazy people are very much like trying to keep a wild animal as a pet you just never know when they're gonna snap and you know be like the guy who went to see his uh the chimp do you remember that story and it tore his nuts off in his nose oh yeah well there was also a case recently where a, a woman had a pet chimp and it was getting out of control, and she called her friend over. Did you hear about this? No. Her friend, friend comes over to help her, and the chimp goes nuts and rips her face off and kills her. Dude, seriously? Like, tears, yeah, tears just, the face off? Yeah, and apparently that's, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do to other chimps when they're challenging them. They, they, they go tear for their the face, face off? Yeah, really? they, they go for the face. I always thought they went for the banana. I don't know how to even <laughs> respond to that. Yeah, you know, there was a double entendre in there somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, it's this, this is drifting away from funny. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, much like a rowboat that is, that it has is been going lo- toward the falls. Loosened from the dock. <laughs> We're venturing out into unknown waters. Oh, my. Uh, hey, crazy people. Hey gotta love them you know there was this one i i know i told you about it before but um for the listeners i i used to live in berkeley for for a while and there were well berkeley california has more than its share of crazy people oh dude i think it's mandatory that they have one third of the population being crazy Uh, they they live in the park they you know they're out patients they don't you know they wander around they ask for money uh one lived in our hedge (laughs) alone It wasn't a hedgehog. Right. <laughs> it was a mathematician that took, um, he, he was a, apparently a very f- prominent mathematician in the late 60s. Oh, really? Working on some very important out there theories. Right. And making really incredible headway in like quantum mechanics and stuff. And they decided, you know, I'm going to try taking some of this acid. Oh, see if boy. it would 
if it would, you know, because apparently, what, well, you know, obviously the CIA was experimenting with it and people thought mm-hmm. it was mind expanding. So he thought maybe if I take this, it will, it will, it will enable me to make some connections in my brain right. and give me an insight on some of this incredibly difficult math. And he took it and completely, completely melted down. Wow. <laughs> and thought he was wow. living in a, in, you know, six dimensions and maybe, maybe he did make the connection in his head. That's what I always thought. And maybe he was seeing six dimensions now. And right. Because that was definitely the world he was living in, but it didn't enable him to make a living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sadly, and he lived in our hedge. <laughs> sadly, taking acid does not really enable you to make a living. It, yes. it does enable you to enjoy cartoons, I guess, to a whole new level. Unless you're Timothy Leary, he made a pretty good living. Yeah, actually, that is the true. Only well, one. Timothy Leary had the education, but well, this guy had oh, the education oh. too. And Jerry Garcia, of course. Very <laughs> true. You know what's funny? Speaking of Jerry Garcia, uh, we can save this for the ADHD show. Um, I saw his ties at uh, Marshalls. Oh, how cool! Because they're usually like about you know thirty, forty dollar ties, and you can get them there for eleven bucks. So, a uh, money saving tip for uh, aging hippies, right there. <laughs> Far out, man. Dude. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well. Too funny. So, so get this. My roommate, right? He's in construction, and he, he does tile and pretty much anything that has to do with, like, home building and, and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, he's at the gas station, right, you know, nearby here in Costa Mesa, and he pulls in and... Uh, he he's walking in to you know pay for his gas and get himself you know some food for for the day. It's early in the morning and there's this uh, there's this uh, this gentleman who's a panhandler sitting out front. And as he walks by, the guy goes, "Hey, you got any money?" And my friend friend looks at him and just goes, uh, "You know, uh, I don't have any change." So he goes in. He kind of starts feeling guilty. You know, like he, you know, it's always good to help people who are less fortunate than you are. And mm-hmm. so he feels bad. And so he goes and he. Um, buy is a ham sandwich and you know one of those little cartons of milk. You know, figure help the guy out, right? Rather than give him uh, you know two dollars so the guy can go buy Ripple, give him some nutrition. So he walks back out and he goes, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I didn't have any cash, but I bought you uh, some food. Here's a ham sandwich and some milk." And the guy looks at him like he's like he's offering him a, a tarantula, and, and he goes, he goes, "Uh, uh, c- can I just have your water?" And he goes, oh, okay, and he gives him the water, and the guy goes, well, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and I, I, oh, it gets better. So he goes, so my friend goes, okay, not a big deal. He says, that's that's cool. Here's the water, you know, enjoy. So he keeps the sandwich, and he goes into his truck, and he puts the sandwich and milk in his cooler, and he realizes he's got, like, some, you know, like a banana, an apple, and a plum. Uh-huh. So he goes, you know, he wants to do the right thing. So the guy's vegetarian. Okay, I'll just kind of meet him where he's at. So he gets the fruit, walks over to him, and goes, he goes, dude, you know, I, I found the fruit in my truck, and I thought you might want to snack on it. And the guy looks at him like, like he's from another planet, and he, he looks at the, at the food and goes, is it organic? <laughs> so my friend, my friend looks at him and goes, I don't know if it's organic or not. Do you freaking want to eat or not? And the guy goes, I'll just stick with the water, thanks. <laughs> so let me tell you something. This is the first time I think I have ever encountered somebody who has encountered a vegetarian organic panhandler. <laughs> now, what kind of world do we live in where panhandlers have a preference of food? I have never, ever seen that in my entire life. What kind of jacked-up society do we live in where, uh, where a panhandler can be a, a, a vegan organist? I think he came from Berkeley. I think he probably he, he might have been living in that hedge we talked about. Yeah. Uh, is what I'm thinking. So I thought that was the most amazing thing that I had ever uh, that I had ever heard of in my life. And uh, ironically, as a footnote to that, he saw him three days later, uh, standing over an overpass, mm-hmm. like with his arms outstretched, kind of doing the rocky thing on the top of the steps, mm-hmm. like he was giving some sort of papal blessing to the cars as they go by. <laughs> so. So who knows? He could be some sort of uh, minor deity as well as a organic vegan. Oh my gosh, it might be the second coming. 
It could very well be. Who would have thought that? Uh, <laughs> it could have been Crazy Bob for all I know. <laughs> We're going to pause here for a moment, possibly to feature a message from a sponsor. But if there is no message inserted, we'll be jumping right back in. Hi, future people. I'll make this quick and painless. If you're looking to set up a website or if you're wanting to move away from a hosting service that sucks, consider DreamHost. I use them for both work and personal websites, and I do it because they rock. If I can entice you to use them as well, you'll get $50 off and we'll get a bottle of absinthe. Just go to absinthepodcast.com slash dreamhost and sign up. That's absinthepodcast.com dreamhost. You have to use that link. Hello, listeners in the future. This is Jerry in the past, welcoming you back from the break. Let's unpause the podcast and continue. She'll stop the traffic when she passes by You'll stop and wish that you were where she's going Hoppity hip, she'll skip Into your heart you'll wonder why The world is all a glimmer and a glowing Cute as a cookwater and as busy as a bee Happy as a cuckoo laughing in a tree Hoppity hop, she's up, she's up the way She'll wave goodbye, that's when you'll walk the whole wide world To know that you love Skippy Skippy, 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 our friend ever true. Hello and welcome. This is Jerry. And with us tonight is Dan, David, Hi everyone. and Pat. Hello. 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 Well, I have to say, uh, it's nice to be back with you this week. I really missed you guys. Uh, sure you did. Last... You were off. Yeah, you were out of way. Yeah, sure. I, I was. You, and you guys were, were spot on. I was actually having a, a romantic evening with my fiance. We had uh, just gotten done installing her uh, jacuzzi in the backyard. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Say so no we, more. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I had on the... Uh, the 70s porn music, you know, bow, chicka, bow, bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow, bow. And this thing's really, it's a great uh, jacuzzi. She bought it. Did you guys ever see that show Monster House on TV? No. No, it was kind of like Monster no. Garage where they went into people's houses and did this, like, extreme, extreme home makeover. Like, they would do theme houses. Like, the one that, that they did out in Norco, which is uh, a little ways away from uh, my fiance's house. They did a gold mine house where they came in with all that spray foam and created a gold mine in the living room. And outside, they did this giant water feature in the shape of a, a giant water tower, and they put in uh, this big Cal Spa jacuzzi. Well, the people decided to move a year later, and this $12,000 jacuzzi they had for sale in Craigslist for like $3,000. So. So she picked it up, and we As just got it. On TV. <laughs> exactly. It had that big red sticker on there, too. I don't know what that was all about. But uh, this thing is like so so pimped out 70s uh, uh, disco show. It's got like those uh, undulating lights that go around the edge that go from green to red to blue to yellow to orange. And it's got two waterfalls that arc up into it. And I think there's like a... a, a oh, Dolphins and all sorts of crazy crap that go on in that thing. Le- leopard skin so, cushions on on the on the bottom. You've you've seen it, and there's a black light in it. It's like really cool. Very, hey Dan, and so yeah. did you use your 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 um, foreign movie dubbed English voice? Hello there. <laughs> I did. I said, "Stay thirsty, my friend." <laughs> Are you feeling awfully saucy? Perhaps I can interest you in a Bartles and James wine cooler. <laughs> How about some Thunderbird wine? <laughs> On the rocks. Per- perhaps some Annie Greensprings or Strawberry Fields. Two o'clock was a fabulous <laughs> hour. <laughs> exactly. It was. Anything with a with a screw tap uh, screw top that's not broken is a good wine. So so you got a earthquake today, I hear. Oh good. God, yes, we did. I'm, so I'm sitting there uh, at work, 
right by the computer, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, I feel like I swear to you, it felt like a car hit the side of the house, and then it like started rumbling, and I thought, oh, someone someone hit the garage. So I get up and I go outside, and everybody's out in the street. It was like it registered in at a five point. Four and ironically, it was only about uh, seven miles from my fiance's house is where the epicenter was. Wow. She was total, totally fine. I tried to call. All the cell phones were jam-packed for like three hours. So she finally got through and said it's okay. They only broke one uh, glass candlestick on the piano. But yeah, we got a big, big earthquake. I mean, that's the first real sizable earthquake that I can remember feeling for about five years. Well, I tell you know I I learned about it. I was I was talking to my ex, and she goes, "There was an earthquake at Disneyland." I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Disneyland? <laughs> yes, the monorail flew into yeah. the Magic Kingdom. Dom, Dom DeLuise fell out of a teacup, and <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a, a horrible incident. They had to close the park down and bring in the hazmat suits. It was just terrible. <laughs> You're in rare form tonight. <laughs> I feel great. You know what? I got to tell you, it's like I I haven't been getting much sleep lately. I don't know why. I guess the the stress of not having like a full full time job has like been getting to me, and my sleep has been about two or three hours a night. But I'm finding a an amazing uh, side effect of no sleep is I have gotten exponentially funnier. <laughs> so it's like you so it's pretty. It's, it's, they call it, it is. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like uh, there's like a. I'm I'm really not in touch with reality. In fact, if I could just get these fucking dancing squirrels off my windowsill, I'd be okay. <laughs> dancing squirrels. Good lord. <laughs> and if you have never seen a dancing squirrel do the Macarena, it's not a pretty sight. No, no, we just don't want to do that. No, we don't. We don't do that here, for heaven's sakes. So, uh, so what's going on with? Stop touching the nuts. I can get hazmat training at my job if I want. Can you really? Yeah, I could get into the big old blue rubber suit and everything, <laughs> have the oxygen tank hooked up to me. Dude, here's what Walk I'm thinking we do. You get, you get that suit, and we will do like a remake of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. <laughs> How badass would that be? Voyage. <laughs> I'll, here's what I'll do. I will be the giant uh, crab underwater, and you could be like a diver Dan or something. <laughs> and I'll I'll control the big plastic squid. Yes, 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 yes. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's good TV. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> good TV. I'm going to be the shark in a shark you, suit with, uh, with the always uh, land uh, shark. <laughs> now speaking of land shark. Did you guys have you guys seen? There's a new uh, beer out called Land Shark. No. Yeah. It's, uh, yes. Um, what's his face's new beer? Um, well, the Sam parrot Adams? head dude. No, the parrot head dude. Oh, Jimmy uh, Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. He oh. yeah. That, that, that's his beer. That's his. I'm gonna have to find that for my money for, hand over fist. Just oh, you know, himself, man. He's, he's already got such a a, a loyal fan base of. Of people, I mean, they'll they'll buy anything with Jimmy Buff Buffett. I mean, you know, he could open an all-you-can-eat place and call it the Jimmy Buffet, and it would be <laughs> uh, like a, a, a huge he's success. He's writing novels now. Did you know that? Yeah, and they're not bad. And they're like they're crime novels, right? No, well, they're adventurous. Yeah, adventure. Type of you know, he's on the seaplane going out and on adventure. Modern pirate treasure stories, basically. Yeah. Right. Well, that's kind of Johnny fun. Johnny Quest with musical interludes. <laughs> Johnny Quest yes, with exactly. beer <laughs> and margaritas. Johnny, uh, Johnny Quest in Margaritaville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Johnny <laughs> Quest in Margaritaville. And <laughs> me, the giant plastic stop octopus. It, stop it. This is getting far too silly. <laughs> now hold on. What was what was the what was the name of the damn dog in Johnny Quest with the Bandit, there you go. Okay, I don't have anything to lead up with that. I'm just, no, I'm just well, I have a factoid. What, oh, what, please. You know, you remember like the Hardy Boy books, right? I read every single one. Well, there was um, a Hardy Boy type book called the Rick Brant 
science adventures. Wow. And I read all Not those when I was a kid. With that. Well. And then you had, Jerry, you had What's-His-Face and his Subatronic. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Tom Swift. Whatever the hell it was called. I had the Tom <laughs> Swift ones. I had, there was one called Ken Holt, and he was a reporter, but they saw a message. But the Rick Brandt ones had Spindrift Island. They had, he had the friend named Sandy. He had the dog named Bandit. He had the father who was a scientist. They lived on so the island. So he was a total Johnny Quest ripoff. Johnny Quest ripped them off. Oh, gotcha. Without wow. ever compensating them or anything. Gotcha. But that's well, neither, like that neither here or there. <laughs> it's Hollywood. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's all water under the bridge. I mean, you know, I'm sure Johnny's gotten over it and, yeah. you know, they've come to an amicable agreement. <laughs> a mutual quest. <laughs> now they just call it Sea Quest. Yes. <laughs> Good lord. What an awful show that was. Yeah, Sea Quest. It was horrible. Dreadful. Now, have you guys have you guys seen the uh, the alternative version they've done on uh, Adult Swim? No. No. Sea Quest 2020. It is. They basically took the Sequest cartoons and re-spliced them and cut them and did voiceovers on them, and they are absolutely hysterical. <laughs> you, you, if you can Google it on, uh, you know, if you just type in Sequest 2020, you'll probably get a couple clips, and it's it's right up there with uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squid Billies and Assy McGee and all those great shows. I don't like Assy McGee. It kills me. I, I have only seen three episodes, but uh, it it absolutely slays me. Um, Anytime you've got a talking ass that has a gun. I, I don't like it. It's just something about it just repels creeps you out. And I don't like the squid billies either, but I do love the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Aqua Teen Hunger Force rocks. They really, really do. Have you seen the, uh, the full-length feature film, no. God Help Us All? Yeah, it's... It's, you know, you can take a 15-minute show and stretch it into 90 minutes, and it's just, it's absolutely horrible. Unless you are a serious diehard fan, you, I'm surprised that thing made it past the first week. <laughs> Not that I was there opening night, by any means. Robot Chicken. Oh, good Lord, yes. That Robot has got to be the funniest thing on television. I believe so. Do you guys get Robot Chicken in uh, Australia, Dave? Yes, we do. You do. Yep. It comes on. It comes on right after uh, Robot uh, Koala. No, 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 no. You're talking about Cyborg uh, Kookaburra. <laughs> that's, that's so fun. <laughs> oh, the sad thing is he's serious. <laughs> I know. Now, now here, this is something. Let's talk about this for just a second because I had a friend over here from Australia a couple years ago and. During about, well, about the same time that Lassie was on in the States, there was a show in Australia called Skippy the Kangaroo, which was yeah. basically la like Lassie in the Outback. Yeah, it was. Now, what and, the hell? And, what was that, and Skippy? The kid could talk, and the kid, yeah, and then he would go <laughs> like that, make the stupid noise. And, and, and he, he would, what, you know, he, he, would, he would go about saving the day. It was just absolutely silly. And well, what? A, I mean, what? You know, I could, I could just see the the kangaroo coming up, going, "What is it, boy? What is it? Timmy got his his pee pee caught in a didgeridoo. Let's go save him." You know, like what? What? How how often can you replay that whole thing with a kangaroo going out and saving people? I just I've never seen an episode, but I can't imagine it went more than two seasons. Well, no, you got to remember that the beer here is very strong. So, uh, oh, there you go. Okay, that children. Would Skippy like have like a like a, a first aid kit in his pouch that he would? <laughs> no, it was a bottle of rum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, Mike. <laughs> this will make you feel better. She'll Just be right. <laughs> Skippy, the alcoholic kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see a dollar. That's true. <laughs> I think we just Bounces got a title the for the wall. show. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Skippy the Alcoholic Kangaroo. I like that. We, we, I'm sure there's video clips somewhere. <laughs> and if not, there should be. Exactly. <laughs> if not, there will be. 
He'll probably be on VH1 next week behind the pouch. <laughs> <laughs> the Skippy the story. Yes. Where where is he now? <laughs> where is he now? Hanging out with other marsupials. <laughs> yeah. Ang- with Angus the koala bear. In his little school shorts. <laughs> and Kylie the slutty emu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of ACDC, I don't know if I told you guys this. I have this. Uh, well, I'm not talking about. The, I'm not talking about the emu sexual preference. I'm talking about the band. <laughs> Yes. Um, Who knows I about this, them? Now they're, they're called Akadaka in uh, Australia. Akadaka? Akadaka. Akadaka. I have this great black t-shirt that has the ACDC logo, except it says ADHD. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to get you a, a picture of it. It's actually very funny. That's great. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Well, uh, it was <laughs> See a great ya. show. <laughs> And now we return you to Skippy, the alcoholic kangaroo in the outback. <laughs> you have another one, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. All right, so i got to tell you guys, uh, being that I've been kind of sleep-deprived, uh, I've been on kind of a, a hoarding mission. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been watching, uh, going back and trying to uh, dig up as many uh, old horror films that I used, used to watch at my leisure and have amassed quite a collection. Um. So let me tell you just a few of what I've got in here that, that may ring a bell or two. Uh, I have the Abominable Dr. Fibes, number one and two. What? You remember Dr. Fibes? Yes. He's it's like, it is. Vincent Price kicked ass in that movie. I'm surprised, being with all the remakes that they've been making over the last, well, hundred years of cinema, uh, nobody's redone uh, Dr. Fibes one and two. I, I think that, that is ripe for a remake. Call up Rob Zombie, get him on it. I'm telling you, if anyone could do it, he would be able to do that. I think that'd be that would be awesome. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? Uh, oh, uh, this is a great one. Seriously, Dead and Buried, 1982, with um, what's his name, Albert Albert Finney. You remember Albert Finney from Chico and the Man? Hey, Jerry here. Fact checking from 11 years after we recorded this. Uh, the actor that I think Dan was thinking about was Jack Albertson, not Albert Finney. Uh, other people in Chico and the Man was, of course, Freddie Prince Sr., Scatman Crothers, Adela Reese, Charo was in it, and even Sammy Davis Jr. Does anybody even remember this uh, sitcom? Came to an abrupt end because Freddie Prince offed himself. Kind of sad. Anyway, back to the past. Not have I lost Finney. everybody here? Is this like, am I, am I just like Albert talking to myself? Finney. Albert Finney's like this Shakespearean actor. <laughs> yes. He did Scrooge. He did Chico and the Man. No, he no, didn't. That was, you're talking about Anderson or something Anderson. <laughs> Pam Anderson? The other old guy. <laughs> Pam Anderson was in Chico and the Man. Uh, let's see, what do I got? I got From Beyond, when they were doing the whole HP Lovecraft thing, like Reanimator 1, 2, and 3. It's always a good. Uh, hey, you play. know what? Yeah, it was freaky. Yeah, it was a great movie. I like that, but you know what? I, I, I uh, we got we got a really cool uh, library that gets these like really obscure kind of but right? cool stuff. There's the H.P. Lovecraft Society actually produced uh, a film. A oh, really? What what movie? What was that? Film, a silent film called. God, what was it called? The What's the creature? The Cthulhu, Cthulhu or yeah, yeah. Call of, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It, it was it, it it it's basically it was made in like two thousand or something, right? Like two thousand one, but it but they made it like it was a nineteen twenty silent film. It's oh, how awesome. cool is that? It's very cool. The Call of Cthulhu. That's what it was. Right now, did you have you seen that? Yes. It's great. Really? It's awesome. I'm very excited. I would like to see that. That uh, I'm, I'm kind of liking the whole H.P. Lovecraft thing. Well, Google H.P. Lovecraft Society and you, you'll, you'll get a, 
probably a tag on on their film. Yeah. yeah very cool. Yeah. And there's always hmm. Netflix. There is always Netflix. I don't know. Is it available on Netflix? Usually, I know. Yeah, take a look. You know the funny thing about H.P. Lovecraft? If you've ever seen a picture of him, he looks like uh, like the the Don neighbor Lawrence. on the Jeffersons. Oh, the white guy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. exactly. He looks he looks kind of like that guy. The English dude, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does kind of look like that. Maybe now here we go. All right, I'm on the I'm on the HP Lovecraft Society. Oh, they do a radio theater thing of the Dunwich Horror. How cool is that? Yeah, they do all kinds of things and then they have like these these meetings where they'll they'll and I guess it's just a bunch of rich people and they get together and do um like, like you know, a gathering, and I don't know if they do a seance or, or what they're doing, but they, they obviously it's a great party because they all dress up like in 1920s garb and stuff, and you know. Well, let's you know what? Let's take a uh, an offering and let's see if we can send to that. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Beep again, once again. You know. I keep forgetting we have to beep those things out. But yeah, let's so move on. Right along. on. So, so you uh, emceed a motorcycle event. We never heard if it was any good or if you oh, had a good experience. Yeah, or... you know what? It was it was actually awesome. I, I really didn't have that much to do all day. It, it was, I mean, I really expected I was going to be putting in a full, solid, you know, eight hours on the microphone. And actually, truth be told, I, I probably spent a good uh, grand eight total... Yeah, exactly. Probably no more like about uh, probably about two and a half hours of actual talk time on the mic, and That's not bad. but it was but it was really great. I mean, I got paid five hundred bucks for the day, and they want me to come back next year, and they think I'm just like the the next best thing to uh, sliced bread. So it or went it went excellent, <laughs> or a drunken kangaroo, which which may have made for a more interesting. Uh, yeah. MC. Why did I come over next year in a kangaroo outfit? <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> around going waka waka waka. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Clowns gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> Clowns creeping oh, out because God. they eat children. That is hilarious. <clears throat> so, um, so there is, and also, also, I was going to ask, and I kept forgetting. How did your yes. interview go with the the government job? Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, absolutely worthless. No. I, 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 went, I went down to uh, City Hall and met with the head guy who is the uh, individual that hires everybody, mm-hmm. like all over the place. And he goes, he goes, well, to be honest with you, he goes, um, I know the city, city manager sent you to me, but really all I can tell you is kind of how the process works. And he says, basically, what you got to do is go on the website. And look for the entry-level positions or the super high-level positions. He goes, what happens is you go there, and if you don't get in by the ultra-entry-level positions, which are minimum wage, or the higher-end positions, which are you know mega dollars, he goes, you're pretty much hosed. Because what happens is you apply, you wait three weeks, they call you back for one interview, and then there's like three, there's like three interview processes that go on. And it, it takes about a good two and a half to three months to even get in the door. And once you're in the door, then you can start moving up the ladder. Like you can start applying for other jobs. So it's almost like, well, it's exactly like, I guess, working for the government. It's everything hires from in. And they only post uh, the jobs that are available to the people who already work there. Oh. So it was it was actually kind of a bust, to be honest with you. And it just... You know, I, I was looking for an in because I knew the city councilman. It was like I was hoping I could slide in and, you know, be somebody's personal assistant for $150,000 a year. But sadly, that did uh, But they did have an opening in the uh, Santa Ana Zoo as the uh, uh, kangaroo cage cleaner. And I said, no, I didn't want that. Uh, especially that. He is pissed all the time. It's like, you know, he's throwing his crap around at the monkeys. And it's I, I didn't want that. I was not going to be a party to that, but yeah, you know, he's laying on the ground, 
got Jack Daniels and a bunch of weed in his pouch. It's like, I, I can't hang with that. He's always can't boxing that damn cat. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. that's right. Who's <laughs> convinced it's a giant mouse. Exactly. You know, poor and Sylvester. Mostly embarrassed. Exactly. No father. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I, ha- I had a great experience um, Friday before last. Uh, I got two free tickets to the, uh, well, that used to be called Irvine Meadows Amphitheater, but they had, on, they had this gigantic screen up, and they had uh, the remastered version of The Wizard of Oz, but they had the Pacific Symphony doing the soundtrack. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were... They were- they were playing the soundtrack of uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yeah, Dark Side of the Moon, exactly. <laughs> All the stoners are hanging out. monkey hey, team with man. Awesome, man. <laughs> You know, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't remember the, uh, the Tin Woodman uh, singing The Lunatic is in the Hall. I, don't, that was, I, I didn't quite remember that part one. But uh, it, it was actually very wonderful, and it was a beautiful summer night, and we brought a uh, picnic basket and had some wine and hung out with, and I tell you what, honestly, I think I was like one of the youngest people there. Yeah, so it was, it was a grand time, and uh, people dressed up like, you know, people in the movie, and yeah, so that was my uh, Friday night. So it was, That's it all was I got. kind of like an elderly version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yes, so, as a matter of fact, it was. It was. Your claim to fame here, um, the... There's this lady who's like the president of the Wizard of Oz fan club society or whatever, and she oh good lord she, she markets all this stuff out of her home. <laughs> and she she used to like what does she sell? It. She sells like figures, just crap, you know, <laughs> crap. And <laughs> she used to work for one of the theaters that Michelle worked at <laughs> in there, and then. I forget the guy's name. It was one of the Munchkins. She knew one of the Munchkins. And really? He, and yeah, and she, he left her his his Barca lounger, his his lounge chair. This <laughs> 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 is like this little miniature. And thing. Michael Michael was was sitting in the Munchkins lounge chair. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, woohoo! Great. What, what, the hell, what the hell is that? It probably looked like an accessory from Major Matt Mason. <laughs> Look at that! It's Major Matt Mason's Barca lounger. What, what the hell? It's a it's a freaking munchkin's lounger. And we, we did this. We, we, so we so this happened during a a, a Christmas gathering. We we went to oh their house for Christmas. <laughs> this, this family is weird. It's like. Some weird, like Dickens Bizarro family that transported itself to <laughs> to the twentieth century. <laughs> it's it's kind of like if David Lynch directed Home for the Holidays. Is what you're saying? Strange. And she, you know, like those the ladies, like hello, how are you? How do you have this kind of voice like this? <laughs> <laughs> and her like husband was like, you know, just would say these inappropriate things. I was like. Okay, um, well, I guess it's time to go now. He's, oh yeah, time, time to, time to feed the children a bunch of quaaludes now, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Some, some, somebody's been representing the the, the Munchkins, <laughs> the hallucinogenic kids, is what they were doing. Wow. The kids had a great time. I was kind of like, this is just really strange. <laughs> I now what? You're say now, that your son wh- broke the bark lounger. <laughs> oh, that would have been tragic. Would Good have been. lord. Now was it was it signed by the midget or was it just no, standard? No, it was his. She was friends with this guy. Right. She was friends. Was it a pretty short relationship or was it? Uh... <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> I'm sorry. The laugh had to be of the joke. <laughs> yes. Wow. So now, what? What did uh, I mean? What is she doing with this Barca lounger? Because I'm just thinking it's you can't really home. put it out in the living room. Yes. No, it's there. It's like, yep, that's it. <laughs> that's like these little pillows on it. And <laughs> what? Put balloons on it. 
Oh, oh, pillows. Oh, pillows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killed. Can you even imagine that? It's Hi, this is the four golden bricks. Or yeah, here's, here, here's the dwarf lounger with uh, some balloons on. <laughs> what the hell? The dwarf lounger. Seriously, you know. I, it's like when people get that far into something, there's got to be some sort of mental thing that just has not clicked off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like it just keeps, I mean, when yeah, does it come reality. down? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Seriously, 10 years from now, you're going to hear something on the news that she had like 10 dwarves chained to her water heater downstairs. <laughs> and it's going to be ugly and it's going to be on cops. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I see her following him around with cookies and trying to entice him into her home. Ma'am, I'm sorry. You're going to have to come with us. No, here, have some cookies. They're, they're yellow food cookies. It's time Would you to like to sit in the dwarf lounger? <laughs> Good Lord. No, ma'am, we have to take you in for keeping keeping these dwarves hostage. No, they're not hostage. They're munchkins. <laughs> they're, they're going to lead you to the yellow brick road. No, let ma'am, we're going to lead you to death row. So I'm afraid you're going to have to come with us. Uh, you're going to have to let the midgets go and come with us. I could just see that on cops. That would be hilarious. <laughs> with a little blurry spot over the head. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Hey, let us go. doesn't want to be seen on TV. <laughs> and they're so small that the blurry spot actually covers their entire being. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a one-pixel dot. <laughs> it covers the whole damn dwarf. We represent the hostage dwarves, the hostage dwarves, the hostage dwarves. No wonder she chained them to the water. <laughs> singing dwarves can be so annoying. And dangerous. And, and dangerous. If left unchecked. <laughs> they won't Good. take the fifth. <laughs> Well, they might if they can reach the liquor cabinet. <laughs> Thank you. But there'd be a kangaroo there. <laughs> <laughs> the kangaroo would beat him to the punch. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Well, we pretty much lambasted that. Let's see. Who, who haven't offended tonight? We've, uh, we've pretty much messed around with little people. and uh, We always do. Well, you know what? Seriously, we—I I know I'm going to get a call from like the Little People Association, and they're—they're going to kick my shin so hard. It's really not going to be good. Punch your shin. Exactly. <laughs> you dumb fucker. <laughs> We're going to kick your ass if we can reach it. <laughs> I need a hobby. I need something. I need a hobby. I need a job. If anyone's out there listening, please, will someone hire me? I can, I can do, not you now. know, I can, uh, not now. Not now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had an opening at the Little People Society, but I'm sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> the Marsupial Association. Marsupial Association. I imagine this like homeowners association type thing. It is. <laughs> With the marsupials. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see them all sitting around a table? <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, we're going to have to do a special assessment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Angus, head of the koalas. <laughs> <laughs> the floor recognizes Angus, the koala. Yeah. Yeah. Would you please put down, put down the damn eucalyptus leaves and speak up? We can't hear you. <laughs> Stop moving so slowly. <laughs> Stop moving so slowly. I would like... All right, meeting over. <laughs> Motion carried, meeting adjourned. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do that. Skippy the kangaroo. It's called Skippy the Bush There kangaroo. he is. He's in, the, he's in Wikipedia. Oh, my yep. God. There, there's a YouTube of Skippy. There is. You've oh. got to oh. see it. Okay. Fine. We'll, we'll post God. it. All right. You here, have to here. post it because it's, it's, it's so bad. Yeah, this is like it, so wrong. Oh. oh, this is messed up beyond belief. The kangaroo <laughs> did a drum roll. Oh my God! All right. Is it like this stuffed, <laughs> this stuffed dead kangaroo, and someone's like manipulating Dude, it, its stiff arms? 
Exactly. It's like a scene out of uh, Australian Psycho. You know, it's like a, a Bates Motel, and there's like a kangaroo wearing a wig and a woman's dress. And oh my god! All right, Jerry, I'm sending you the link uh, via via Skype for okay. Skippy the kangaroo. Okay, got it. And yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> it's Give me the it's really kangaroo. it's really messed up. Dave, I'll send it to you too. Oh, he's, he's not like. He's, not, not like you haven't he's, seen every oh episode. I know you bought the. I know. I know you they bought the a, uh, DVD uh, uh, director's cut. This isn't like Lassie. This like, is like this is like the Partridge Family with a kangaroo in it. Yeah, dude, it's messed up. <laughs> oh, it is. It's totally goofy, man. It is the worst. Yeah, it's. I mean, but honestly, you know what's quite he, funny. It, is, it launched a lot of careers. Of other marsupials. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, of, of actors in Australia. I mean, it, it was sort of a launching pad for a lot of people. And Dennis uh, Quaid got his uh, start. Mel Gibson got his start on that, yes. Yeah, he was three. <laughs> he was three. <laughs> <laughs> and Russell Crowe was just a zygote. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah but Russell Crowe went and beat the shit out of the kangaroo, so it really wasn't a good thing at all. It'll be like, it'll be like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Who dares come before the great and powerful Ledbetter? It is I, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. <laughs> I was cloned from a single bit of hair. <laughs> I was cloned from the less technical. <laughs> what? I cannot speak. <laughs> I dare not, dare not speak the name. Of the left testy. <laughs> All right, we're ending this. Uh, no, right, it's, just, right. it's just far too silly. So I will see you guys next time. All right. Yes. Have fun, David, and uh, uh, enjoy feeding burritos to the Aussies. No, yeah. I'm going to go to the beach right now. Oh. Oh, what what time is it over there? It's like almost uh, eight o'clock. Well, it's after eight here. No, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, well, cool. oh, we'll go to the beach, damn it, and uh, go enjoy the day. I will. I'm going to have a couple of beers at the at the uh, at the Surf Lifesavers Club and uh, look out at the beach and go. Okay. For <laughs> the drunken kangaroos. Exactly. <laughs> the drinks Foster's Lager. No, we don't drink Foster's over here. You don't? No. Well, that's only Why not? for the damn Americans, huh? Uh, no, it's it, well. There is Foster's made, but it's it's sent over to um, America and England. Oh. What we drink is, uh, yeah, well, what I drink is DB, Victorian Bitter, or uh, uh, Cooper's, or really anything in front of me. Um, yes, exactly. Pretty much anything that's wet and in a bottle. Yeah. I'm going to try to get a hold of some of that stuff. Well, the one you can get is Cooper's. Okay. Why, why not? What's wrong with it? You can get it over in America. I've seen it in America. Really? It is over there? Yeah. Okay, but we can't get VD over here in America? You might be able to. Well, no, you Depending VD. on where you go. <laughs> but it, There's no a more, couple. No more <laughs> jokes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, Kylie, All right. Exactly. <laughs> well, go I have fun will. at the beach, David. All right, I will. All right. Jerry All right, Cutie. Bye-bye now. Okay. Get, uh, get us out bye. of the train. <laughs> Get us off this train. <laughs> Dear future listeners, I'm not going to repeat the TARDIS sound because at this point it would probably be kind of annoying and I don't want to do that to you. You've been listening to a blast from the past and I, I, I got to say, I, listening back on this, I mean, some of this stuff is like 11 years old and I, I really enjoyed re-listening this stuff because I had forgotten it even existed. But another thing is I had to edit this quite a bit because um, over a span of 11 years, some of it became kind of offensive in this 2019 era, whereas back in t- 2008, it was okay. It's weird how times have changed, but you know what? I mean, even if it offended me now, then, um, man, I'm cutting it out. So... Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Jerry signing off. We're going to be back to the regular slow death and mod. I've been drinking absinthe. Can you tell? 
We're going to be back to the regular Slow Death in the Afternoon podcast next week. This has been kind of a hiatus thing because, for one, Dan is busy this week. Couldn't record with me. Two, I thought this would be an interesting thing because, really, this, <laughs> this most of this came from uh, two different podcasts that we did way back when podcasts were a brand new thing. Uh, one was called Mr. Beefalo and the other one, which, which that was from. And the other one was the one we did after Mr. Beefalo, which was called, it came from the living horror of zombie beach, which was not only about just zombies, but you know, schlocky science fiction and fun stuff like that. Anyway, um, I'll take you out with some music and you all come back next week and listen again. And we love you friends. Dear future listeners, you are our friends. And please, if you have any comments, feedback, anything you want, you could use the Anchor app or go to our Anchor page or actually go to our website at absinthepodcast.com where there's a link and you could leave us feedback with your voice and we'll play it here. We give you, we give you, what do we give you? What the fuck am I saying? I've had too much absinthe. We give you a voice too. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Love you guys. I mean, seriously. Love ya. See ya. Mm-hmm.